Welcome to another episode of Europe's B2B SaaS sales podcast today with Jan Benedikt Mundorf, account executive at Pleo, but also advisor to Chili Piper, um, ambassador of STS of Germany, member of STS Nation and Pavilion, so very well networked in the sales tech space. Uh, also just inform me that his recent post got half a million views, so how do you do that? I just make 46 cold calls, get rejected 45 times and have one demo scheduled in the last one in the evening. So uh, over to you with that, Jan, um, hit us up uh, first with two actionable insights, maybe one on close more deals as an account executive and on also one how to write good LinkedIn content. Yeah, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, and I think the first tip, it's, it's hard to get because I'm just uh, like getting going with, with, with the closing um, side of things. But my tip would be to think about how you leave the customer at the end of the call. So if you if you close down your, your Zoom and say goodbye, how is that feeling? So is there a good feeling after that? And is there trust? Um, do you think that you, you leave them with a smile and, and confidence um, in the next step? So it's very like on the soft side, but it's really like, how do you make them feel when they leave the, the Zoom room? Um, and that always gives you, gives you a good indication on you know, the likelihood you're actually going to take the next steps. For writing good LinkedIn content, I think you should just write as you speak. Um, the, the post that uh, I think I think you can say it went viral. <laughs> um, it took me like 20 seconds to write. Um, and just, just like a memo before I went to bed. And then I just uh, published it. So that would be my tip to actually write as you speak. Yeah. And would you say that writing as you speak, I think big fan of that um and sometimes people ask like hey how do you write a cold email and then this very corporate speak about um i'm young from play and we're a big company and i'm so old and i studied young coping and i played hockey blah 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 all about me myself and i versus just like hey quick question like how about like um automating your expense as an smb company why do you think not more salespeople do that automatically um i think there are a couple of reasons. Maybe the first reason is that people feel a little bit of intimidated, especially like young young people like me who just come out fresh out of uni to speak to, to those big like business leaders. And then they fall back and want to be very formal and they don't really dare to, to challenge someone because they don't really feel that they're on the same level of expertise. What really helped me there is to understand that people are people, human are human, right? And uh, a founder um, and a CFO and a CMO, they do exactly the same things uh, as we do. They go to yeah. work, they have to solve challenges and they have to be effective. So that would be one big thing. And the other thing is that you really have to try to walk in the shoes of your prospects and really take yourself out of the equation. So a practical tip that I was doing in the beginning, I enrolled my own head of growth into my sequence <laughs> and he would yeah. literally give me feedback on how that would look like. Um, yeah. And then I realized like, if I just talk about myself, you, you wouldn't even open it. And he was very <laughs> frank about that. And that really helped me to, to spark the interest um, of that. So See yourself as, as, as level headed and then try to challenge them because you are the industry expert or you're trying to become that. And also use your own like 
like internal resources to to exchange templates and see a b test how do they look um how is the first line looking in the header and how's it maybe looking on the phone uh would you open that and would you reply to that by yourself yeah so, so you're basically looking to create empathy for your buyer via multiple levels so you, you leverage your internal team uh in, that are good at copywriting and, and growth and like conversions then you leverage yourself like just reading it on your phone and then how much A-B testing do you also do on the market? I think, yeah, we we do A-B testing all the time. Um, yeah. I think, you know, we never, never change a running system that's going well, but you also can get like uh, stepwise incrementally better. So we really yeah. try to alternate like small things. Like, do we have a question mark at, uh, at, at the line? Do we have an exclamation mark? Um, is it any thoughts that's the better bumper or is it just thoughts um, on that? So we really try to see how that develops. Um, that's why we right now, yeah, in a, like also now at Plio and my old company was like Outreach and Salesoft, which really helps us to, to A-B test, um, especially in outbound cadences to, to see which template is and which sequence is actually yeah. performing the best. Yeah, and, and how how do you do this? Like, which, which tools do you use? Just like run us briefly through your stack. Like, do you, are you using like HubSpot or or Salesforce yeah. or or Salesloft or so for you called outreach? Like, how does it work? Yeah, from start to bottom. It's very fancy things with gifts and videos and that. It's like yeah. multi step cadences out there. Yeah, I think you know I can just like tell a bit, uh, like speak a bit about my experiences. Well, when I started at Albacross, small startup, you know, I just got a computer and we had HubSpot and an Excel sheet that I had to prospect by myself, and it also worked it well. You know, you so yeah. you can prospect with very like limited tools. Um, but I think you know if you maybe want to go. I can book three times the meetings. There are sort of tools that will enable you to, to do more. And what really helped us to, is to, to get like an outreach or sales loft for cadence building, for, for building up your steps um, in that. So I think that's super necessary. Then mm -hmm. a good contact data provider like Lucia um, or LeadIQ um, is, is essential in my opinion to get like accurate contact data. Yeah. Um, then like funnel down of that, I of course um, like Chili Piper a lot because you can instantly book meetings um, while you're still on the phone with the prospect and you have an access to the live calendar, which was great as well. Um, and then you can go more, more fancy from that. But I would start with a good, like say it's enablement tool and that helps you to build good cadences, a good connect data provider. And then... I think the next step would be have like a conversation intelligence tool like like Gong, uh, Gemini, uh, uh, Unique or whatever to yeah. also learn and, and replicate the steps. Yeah. So you're basically using sales of for sales engagement, top funnel, then Lasha, Lee yeah. like you for yeah. uh, source gathering, right? Or for data gathering. Yeah. And then you're using like Gong, uh, Unique. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the third one you mentioned? Gemini, uh, so it's like a UK version. It's basically like uh, uh, Gong uh, conversation yeah. telex. Yeah, Gong, Gong or unique uh, for um, yeah. like yeah. all recordings and review. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and um, how much of your outreach? Like, I mean, you're big on LinkedIn, right? Like, congrats yeah. that again. Um, how what, what other channels do you use to complement that? Like, are you using WhatsApp messages, like email, yeah. phone calls, physical letters, TikTok videos? Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't like breached the the TikTok or the um the how do you call it the 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 texting game yet. Yeah. Um, what I what we currently use are sort of uh, 
three channels, right? We use LinkedIn, we use um, in there, we use video. We also use, of course, email. Um, then we just implemented reach desk for like gifting or like, you know, hmm. um, sending like small gifts, uh, which is super nice yeah. as well. Um, just to stick out from the crowd and build like an MBA, like account-based motion around our key accounts to get yeah. them in. Um, so I really believe in, in the multi-channel approaches. You know, if you're great at calling, then then you can get far, but you can get even far if you also send an email and like follow up on, on LinkedIn maybe. And the other way around, if, you, if you're not calling, you're missing out on, on quota. Um, that's, yeah. that's how it is, yeah. Yeah, and I think... Another interesting part is, I mean, you, you just started as an A like four months ago at Playoff. Yeah. I guess like from your content like that, you even do like more than 40 cold calls on a day. Got you besides like the, the love like for the story, also like quite a few job offer requests, right? So I guess like people like from Chile probably reach out like, hey, you're actually using a tool in ice. I think it would be not only good advisor, but a good sales rep. What do I need to do as a scale-up like player to, to win you as an account executive? What do I need to do to retain you as well? That, like that's what, a good... What career yeah, yeah. path are you looking for in terms yeah. of like become, becoming yeah. staying an individual contributor yeah. to work tremendously well? Or do you want yeah. to be a VP sales or do you want to find yeah. your own sales tech startup at one point? Yeah, I think that's, that's hard to generalize. But for me, three things were very important in choosing like my next steps. And that was people. So what people am I actually working with? Do I enjoy them? You know, am I excited to, to go to work and just meet, meet the people there? Um, yeah. Then the product, you know, is the product something I can sell? Uh, is there a product market fit? And is there actually investment into the product that makes it exciting to sell in the future as well, right? Is it a three-year thing where I'm thinking, okay, in three years, the product will be even nicer. And yeah. then the third thing was space. So is the space like growing? Is it interesting? Is it challenging maybe? Um, and something that's evolving. So for me, these three check boxes were um, really important to, to plan my next step. And after that, it's really like about, about the soft things. Um, you know, how can I develop myself i'm and in the very beginning of my, my career so right now it's just about learning as much as i can from the best people out there um, and then take the next step so for me it's all about personal development learning and you know i i i had offers to 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 get three times the money maybe that that i'm making now but that's that's not the priority i have in, in life right now so personal development nice atmosphere a lot of learnings um, and then the the rest uh, comes so that that is something i i'm looking out for um and i am very happy with right now at, at pleo yeah because i mean you guys just raised i think like nine figures i'm not sure like if you get the amount right like 200 million now like a new funding yeah and so last I mean, year they the raised 300 really booming, right yeah the space is growing there's that's a great sales pitch you just have to ask people how do you feel about your expense reports immediate pain <laughs> right it's just a pain you know you don't need to yeah. pitch anything <laughs> so their space is booming Plio raised 350 million last year and uh, got a 4.7 or 4.9 billion evaluation yeah. uh so yeah it's it's really an interesting space that i wanted to to be part of and you know when i joined we were 300 people and right now we are 700 plus uh in just four months three months Shit, that's so, yeah. yeah interesting uh growth 
there's a lot of yeah. pains you know a lot of lot of pains going on right now yeah absolutely absolutely and and also i think that's the other side like how do you get more yums into play right i mean like the market is highly competitive on sales reps and honestly like if you stay with the hiring strategy top grading system of only hiring a players at one point you face a choice either like you hire the lower you, you lower the hiring bar and you get like b plus players uh which, which is then for the team culture of like a players like you not not that good or you become a magician via like recruit this via employer branding via like out out uh, outbound sales collective sourcing talent how do you get 400 people i guess like probably 20 to 30 percent of them in in sales like sdrs account executive customer success quickly yeah we are very like uh particular on you know which people fit to plio and which shouldn't and we are very very transparent with that so the core to plio is is our values and we have an own website about our plio core values and they define everything we do that comes straight from the top from our cro arun it's trickled down through our vp sales sarah brooks and then you know goes into everything we do and that's that's the why that's the purpose that's the simon Sinek like golden ring that defines it and uh, we, we keep each other accountable to that. And then, of course, we, we recruit in a unique way where we have, of course, like a lot of referrals, um, but uh, assessment centers as well and are very clear on that. Like, this is a two-way thing. You need to fit to, to the way we sell at Plio and you need to, um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I know, love that one. And maybe share a bit more about your journey, like what brought you into sales in the first place, right? I yeah. mean, you, you just like did your bachelor studies 2016 to 9, didn't finish your mm-hmm. master's. So it's not that you've been like a decade in B2B sales and it was just like natural, right? No, no, no. And you know, the first thing that you, I, the first thing I thought when I graduated is like, I want to go into consulting. And that's yeah, what you do like... when, you, when you study, <laughs> you know, it's like you, um, you do a master in strategy, like you go to, uh, KP, like you KPMG, you go to McKinsey and whatever. Accenture, BTT, McKinsey, and, Bain, whoever. And, and I got a got I got a job in a consultancy, and I was very happy. But then the pandemic hit, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I lost that job, and I, I actually could never start that job. And for me, that that sucked, of course. But it was fine because you know, I'm just at the beginning of my career. But I had a lot of friends that worked at Salesforce at Personio, so they really said to me like, Jan try this consulting thing but also like on the side apply for salesforce and i did that i went through the entire process i actually got a job offer as a bda there and i wasn't in the mood to to move to dublin in a pandemic i you know i'm very happy here in in sweden and stockholm i have a lot of friends here i have all my social network so i didn't felt like the right move um but i love the vibe i love the vibrance i love the people and that were working at salesforce so i thought okay that's that's a nice way to start your career and um, so i just applied for a small startup called albacross um, in stockholm uh, and got the role as an intern <laughs> yeah. very low salary close to nothing but it was something and i was very very grateful for that because a lot of people and colleagues and friends had lost their jobs yeah. in the pandemic so completely accidental wasn't planned <laughs> but no, i'm still here um and i intend to to stay in, in SaaS states as well yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's a really interesting insight, right? Like that you're getting job offers for three x the money you're currently making, rejecting them all, right? Uh, and I think these insights, like on writing, like you speak, professionalizing your sales stack, and being able to work with that as a company as well, and then really about being about people, product, personal development. 
I think that that's a huge insight um, like for for the sales for the sales hiring space because we get so many scale ups and so I was like, how do I find that first sales hire? Now maybe walk me through a bit like the structure. If you go from three hundred to seven hundred people, how much personal freedom do you still have in like your book of business? Who do you approach? How with which messaging? Which products? Uh, and how do you keep that organized even at this scale? Yeah, and I think Manuel, you you put out the most the, the biggest challenge right now at Pleo right now because we are going through a big, big change and everybody yeah. is changing twice a day right now. It feels like Pretty that. Much, I guess. So so that's the major point that we are working on. So we just uh, had a re reorganization, um, where we like go more into um an operating model that, that's closer to what is uh, Klarna doing. Um, where you have regions and competencies um, to stay agile, um, which has been a really, really effective way to, you know, still work effectively like a startup within a larger corporation. Um, and there, I think over communication is key. We are all like remote, is like uh, all over the world right now. Uh, so we are trying to how be do active. you How do you manage? Because that's like an yeah. insight which many like hyperscale startups share, yeah. but how do you manage over communication without getting everybody constantly meetings? A, B, yeah. send them like hundred emails, or C, everybody's on Slack all the time and not yeah. fo focus on deep work anymore. Because yeah, everybody think, agrees deep work, like, yeah. over communication is important and deep work. Yeah. yeah. How do you get so, so we have company wide um, hours where we have just plea your time, where yeah. we are not allowed to have any external or internal meetings, where we just focus on our work. So that's like plea time mandatory <laughs> and you are you are just supposed to do your work there. Yeah. Just and then it's a lot of do your fucking job. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just just do your job. It's called plea time. Everybody has it and everybody respects that. Yeah. And I think there we have the point where we we are working in an environment and the pandemic accelerated it where, where people are just empowered and trusted to to do their own thing, right? And that's that's what Plio Plio stands for is that we we trust a lot in every single individual to to do their work. So we like the way I do it is I send attentional time on on when I do what. So you know yeah. when I when I am on Slack when I turn Slack off um what is the purpose of a meeting? You know what do we want to accomplish? What are the things that I want to go out with? Um. So, so really like structure and, and being in, like intentful of when, where, and how you set your uh, time apart. And then also be honest, like we already had a meeting about that. We don't need to meet. Like we have other things to focus on, which no, also no happens worries. from time to time, you know? Um, so yeah. yeah, we really, you know, try to be yeah, I, most I, I of the time in a, in a player mindset and not in a prisoner um, or a tourist mindset but be proactive and, you know, be thoughtful about how we spend our time because it's too little. I love that. I love that. I love that analogy of being in a player, not a prisoner minded. I think that also goes back to like writing like you speak because uh, I hear it from a lot of people like that worked in a corporate setup before and it's like, hey, we tell them like, change your website, change the messaging, change your, and it's like, ah, oh, we cannot do that. We need approval for marketing and then use that is very corporate. It's like, Remove the formatting and they cannot, right? And I think like that, that's that's dangerous. And I think also the insights regarding the meeting culture. I mean, I spent like in consultancy, like at a meeting with like 20 people. It was scheduled for three times, three hours. And the guy was like, We need to discuss with everybody 
how this one button is called. And it's like, no, the button is called X. We define it like one month ago. Like, oh no, but we need to discuss again. I was like, absolutely not. No fucking way. I leave this meeting right now. <laughs> but this, this, is, this is good if you can still do it that way. But how do you manage also the, the marketing, sales, customer success alignment? Because that's, if in a very early stage company, you sit next to each other pretty much, or at least, at least like on the same Slack channel, and you go even to products like, hey, we need that feature to be playing the blue. Can you do it in the afternoon? Cool. Fine, let's do it. At, at 700 people, that's not possible anymore, right? Like, you, how do you manage product marketing that you're, state-of-the-art knowledge and how do you also manage that marketing gives you the right lead you sell the right customers with the right expectations customer success lets you know when it's time to up or cross sell yeah i think the first idea is really not the idea of a funnel but the idea of an affinity loop that our vp sales um sarah is very keen about that we actually work in in an infinity loop of new customer acquisition and that goes over to um customer success they are happy we put them into an upsell and then it becomes a new opportunity that that sort of grows right so this is this is the beginning and fundamental mindset of, of how we try to operate and from that we have very clear um stages on on when we work how we work and, and clear handover criteria that need to be fulfilled to pass it on and um, it's not perfect of course not <laughs> But um, once again, here we have departments that have clear purposes and clear OKRs on what they are tracked on and when they are able to, to act. And yeah. then we have uh, regular, like once a month, once a week, uh, alignment calls with the several departments um, on, on, on streamlining um, the, the goals and the plans. Yeah, yeah that makes so much sense. Um, maybe then what I'd love to ask you, because you mentioned like in, as an infinity loop, that's always in sales, like aligning on customer success is about closing or is it about retention? In a sales business, like you, you, your whole valuation, your whole multiples, like everything, the whole business health comes with retention, right? How do you see also the compensation model? And if you can speak about like the, what, what you're allowed to talk about the compensation model as an AE yeah. and Leo and, and customer success. Yeah, um, I think it's like we have we have to be very clear on the goals, right? So my goal as an account executive and what my compensation is based on is how much new business I'm driving from my segment, right? So so that's what I'm incentivized for. Then the the success manager has another growth focus. They they are really focused on making the customer happy on on helping them, loving the product, using it as much as possible. Then we even have a dedicated growth team that then upsell that opportunity when the, when the time is there so that we have a very clear separation on a good guy, bad guy, you know, whom to turn <laughs> to. So, so that becomes natural to, to know whom to speak to for, for what. And so yeah, my, my, my goal. Are you working like, in pods in that sense? Um, that you basically, you work with a dedicated, like you have an SDR, that's like your main point yeah. of contact and the, you have a customer success manager and a growth manager. Or do you yeah. work like account based and for every account that you sell, like you have different people? Yeah, we work like segment based, like we work in a, in a segment, right? Where I love, I work in the mid-market segment. So I have a mid-market CS team and then I have a mid-market growth team and I have a mid-market SDR team. And we sort of run this motion uh, together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm. And, and tell me a bit about, about your conversation. You mentioned like you could yeah. make 3x the yeah. money at like MongoDB yeah. at scaler yeah. and the like, probably Snowflake and some, but then yeah. just executing medic all day, which might be yeah. boring. 
Um, yeah. How do you come come plan structured? How do you career path structured? Is it like 50-50 based um, variable? Yeah. And, and like how do you growth path towards senior candidate executive? Yeah, so we um, we have uh, uncapped uh, uncapped commission, so that's that's always nice, you know. <laughs> and then like several accelerators on on when you when you over overachieve that target. So you know, if you're a high performer, you you should be rewarded for that as well. So that's that's of course very interesting. Um, we have a yeah, a split. I think it's not 50-50, but more like towards 70 to 30 um, uh, right now. Um, but I don't know how, how this will, will develop. And the, the great thing with Plio is that they try to really help you find your path within the company. So, you know, most of our managers that are now leading a team, they started as an SDR and then went maybe to an AE and are cool. now in a growth team. So we so really want to your keep... job like they did it. Exactly. So we have a lot of, I think, our, like we have so many people right now, so I can't really remember, but like our head of um, expansion, she started as an SDR and then became the head of partnerships and, you know, is now leading that. So we have a lot of people that have been in the company for three three years or or more and have gone through this, this phase. So these are like prime examples on, on how you move. So you are not like tied into sales if you want to do sales. And yeah. you can go into management, you can go into leadership, you can do what. Um, but that's also currently developing. We've just uh, built a new people's operations team <laughs> that is just yeah. there to define the levels and, and, and the paths. Um, Chili Piper's yeah. post recently was amazing on like their like 13 career step paths like with exact OKRs and, and level yeah. and like how to transition and how long to stay yeah. like you, you probably know that as an ambassador of Chili Piper yeah. I think wh- where do you want to go yourself to go right I mean just had Jamal Ryan yeah. on a podcast yesterday where yeah. like I never want to go into management and he was with Oracle for I think like a decade plus close like yeah. 50 million deals there so yeah. I never want to manage people this is not, not yeah. Yeah, no, um, it's interesting because I, I intentionally I chose this path now to to become good at closing, right? I have done the SDR role for one and a half years now. I've been also leading a team, so I got an insight into people management, and it's challenging, right? You you need yep. a good you need a good training, you need a good foundation to become a good leader. Um, so right now I'm I'm focusing on on being very realistic and le- learning as much as I can about the space and then help other people out and then i think in in the future i would love to work with with sales and business development um that's that's my five-year plan but you know plans change all the time but you know being able to to understand the full sales cycle and helping young people find their way is something that really intrigues me right now and because i had great leaders and they they are the best and i'm so thankful for them so if i can be someone like that in in the future um i i would be really happy and fulfilled really really cool um maybe let's end with like a few rapid fire questions and just uh answer yeah. the first thing coming to mind no no academic uh, reasoning yeah. so if you get a 100k bonus right now do you want it in cash or stock options off stock um, stock, off stock. Cool. cool well it's on obviously on the company uh, if you can hire a junior sales rep for 50k or a senior sales rep for 150k for your own team, which one do you take and why? If I was at my old company at a like smaller startup, I would hire um, the senior one for 150k. Right now, 
I would hire because we have so many processes in place at a group like this sale-up, I would hire the junior one for 50K because we have the opportunity to train and develop and um, which we maybe didn't have um, that, 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 to the same amount, amount. Yeah. Um, there. So I would say young, young company, experience pay more. Um, and then of course, like yeah. uh, more developed pay also a lot, but uh, you have a, a capabilities <laughs> to, to train the young people and mold them. Yeah. That, that, that makes so much sense. And the funny thing is we see the opposite executing the market. Like junior startups are like, ah, oh, but we don't have the money. They hire junior, cannot enable the person. Or, and then the other ones are like, let's hire the guy from sales for, for 250K because we got the money. But actually you have the structures to also work with more junior and level young professionals. Um, what's your number one source of improving your own sales skills? Any like people, podcasts, books that you can recommend? I always listen to 30 minutes to President Club in the morning to my way to work. I think they come yeah. one or twice a week. Uh, 30 minutes, super actionable like this one. So listen to podcasts. Um, join um, a, a network. I, I'm in Pavilion and I'm right now in the sales development school with Kyle Coleman. It's unique. It's golden. Uh, it, it will set you up for your career. And three, speak to a lot of people. Uh, speak, speak to your peers. Um, yeah. internal and externally that, that makes a lot of sense and what do you wish you would have known when you were 20 and how old are you now <laughs> uh what i wish uh, i know when i was 20 um that 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 sales is actually fun and now i'm 25 so yeah very good congrats to getting where you are already at 25 years old like most people take like five Thank to you. ten years longer if they ever get there so yeah, uh, wrapping it up, um, talked a lot about why to write and sell like you speak normally. Um, Jan, you're getting job offers for 3x the money you're making today, rejecting them all because you're prioritizing people, product and personal development before money. Three insights I took away, like really just write like you speak, resonate strongly with me, like validate the outreach with your growth manager, reading it on mobile phone more, then being relentless about A-B testing the system, even if it's running reasonably well and never forgetting to keep it natural and don't overthink your post gathering like half a million views took Gail after roughly 20 seconds to write. Second, work with a professional sales tech, right? I mean, using best of three tools, sales love for sales engagement, top funnel, large lead IQ for data gathering, Chili Piper for scheduling, Gong on Unique for call reviews and reach tech actually to small, send small gifts. And I think the third one is really like highly competitive sales acquisition space, uh, sales talent acquisition. Um, player, even after raising nine figures at the Unicorn Valuation, growing from 300 to 700 people in just four months, uh, values first, emphasizing that in hiring. That's why you're here. That's why you're here to stay. Uh, and you want to stay in a place with, with the right people that are going places um, and prioritizing and working with people you love working with before money now. Thank you exactly. so much for having me. Thank you, Manuel. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much.